Good Saturday morning to you. Andy is taking a day of vacation today in his place is our friend, the uh, deck and porch specialist from Linda's Construction. So get those deck questions ready. Luke Panic is uh, with us again this morning. Luke, good morning. Good to hear from you. Good morning, Denny. How are you? I'm doing quite well, thank you. I uh, I talked, of course, with Andy from time to time about uh, this this warmer-than-usual weather and having the Linda's crews getting a lot of work done. I'm sure... Uh, what about the decking crews? Uh, at least... The folks that uh, you know at home want to get a new deck or maybe uh, rebuild one or whatever the case may be, dress one up, uh, they have a chance to talk to Lindis in much better conditions, don't they? Yeah, this has been the nicest year for a deck salesman ever in the winter. I, I can't tell you how nice it is to be able to walk around to a backyard and not have to trudge through two feet of snow, so I'm a happy guy. Yeah, I bet you are. And uh, wh- what are people asking for uh, th- these days with uh, with decks? Are they making bigger decks, smaller decks? What what uh, what materials? What are we looking at? What do you what do you hear from folks? Well, I think everybody, uh, in general, everybody wants to have more space outside. Um, I think a lot of times people will wish they had gone bigger with their deck after they've had it. Um, so I always try to encourage people to make the most uh, efficient use of the space as far as when you're thinking about the size of the deck, as far as the uh, spacings and footings and maximizing the materials to get as much space as possible. So there's a lot of little things we do from time to time to make decks bigger and more spacious and, and better floor plans so they, so they work better. All those things come into play. Yeah, and I'm sure, too, and especially, boy, you and I have talked about decks uh, with, uh, with the Linda show for so many years that low maintenance, well, how things have changed since you started in the business, huh? It has. A lot of manufacturers have come and gone, and the technology of the decking has changed a lot. The railing, you know, hasn't changed much. Railing technology is similar, but the uh, the deck boards have certainly come a long way since back in 2000 when I got started in this, when Trex came out with the very first composite, and then they had vinyl boards that were just nothing but vinyl planks, and they were kind of plasticky, and, and then they combined the two, and it's evolved, and there's a lot of a lot of change that's taken place, but they've, they've come a long way, and they really have some nice products available now. If uh, it doesn't have to be a deck question, it can be any kind of a home improvement question for Luke Panic. Uh, if you're new to the show, I'm going to get Luke to kind of give us a thumbnail sketch of his his history in the construction business. Uh, but call us or text us any kind of a home improvement question, especially if you have a question about decks or porches, for that matter, 651-461-9226. I know you've given us a little bit of a personal sketch before, a little bio uh, on uh, on yourself, Luke. But for those that are just joining us, new listeners, uh, give us a little bit of uh, your history. Well, I grew up in uh, North Ranch, Minnesota, with my family, my, my dad and my my grandfather were home builders, and so I I, I grew up on job sites. Uh, even before kindergarten, I was on new builds, taking naps on sheets of plywood in the in the heated <laughs> trailer. Uh, you know, so it's it's what I grew up with, and um, I enjoyed it. I, you know, we did everything on a house. Uh, the only subcontractors were the plumber, the HVAC guy, and the electrician. So I learned to lay block and frame insulate and we did all that that was my family's paycheck so we wouldn't think of something that stuff out so 
acquiring that education, I learned that I wanted nothing to do with construction. So I went to college down in St. Peter, Minnesota, at Minnesota's top college, Gus Davis, and uh, got my degree and had an office job in Chicago for a few years and realized that uh, I wasn't meant for an office. So then I came back to the Twin Cities and started working with composite decks. And that's where I started to specialize in, in nothing but decks. So I've had a full swing in construction. Aside from my Lindus work, I do a lot of uh, my own projects. I built my own house, of course. You've talk, we've talked about that before. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I have a lot of uh, cabin projects that I do. I renovate cabins and building a new one now for rental, vacation rental. So I'm constantly looking for and enjoy working on residential renovations and new construction. I think it's really fun. Busy guy for sure. And like you mentioned just a bit ago, you did build uh, your own house uh, a few years ago. So I, my point is, uh, if you have any kind of a home improvement question, it doesn't, as I said, it doesn't have to be about decks. But if it is, uh, you're talking to the right guy here with uh, with Luke Panic. A 651-461-9226. I mentioned porches too, and you and I always talk about that along with decks. Uh, are people asking Lindis for uh, some porches to be built? Yeah, we're we're specializing in porches more and more. Um, we're going to start launching more incentive programs for porches because it's such a common request, and we want to we want to do we want to be more efficient at them and do more of them. So we're going to specialize in porches this coming year. Um, you know, and I think it's a lot of times more and more people are working from home and and they they don't want to work in a just put a desk in a bedroom. Uh, so. In fact, my wife, we she uh, during COVID, she's a nurse and uh, she she does telehealth, and, and they moved her to home permanently. And guess where she works? Our porch. <laughs> our our porch is now her office, and uh, it's wonderful. And so a porch is a wonderful uh, way to add workspace. If you don't want to be, you know, she doesn't want to be in the basement. Then she wants to be out and see the the backyard and have lots of windows. And so it's a real common request. Very common. And uh, you, you mentioned it before, and I've been talking with Andy. That have lots of windows, and so it's a real common request, very common. And uh, you, you mentioned it before, and I've been talking with Andy, that if people say, yeah, I want this three-season porch, they, they'll end up calling Linda's back sometime later and saying, uh, can we get some different windows? Can we get some insulation? Can we make this a four-season? You see that a lot, don't you? Absolutely. The, the structure, the, you know, the footings, the roof, Joyce, the floor system, a lot of that is pretty much the same, whether it's three or four seasons. So there's not a, a lot of adaptation. A lot of times we will prep, we can prep a three-season porch to be easily or modified in the future to a four-season, and people consider that as well. So uh, really the the only requirement, um, if, if you have a if you have an exterior-grade patio door right now going outside, you can put on you can pretty much finish it however you want. As soon as you change that patio door to an interior door where it's a maybe a, a French door or it's an open air into that room, then you need to make it all the way four season and efficient. But it's the, the key factor there is determining if you're going to keep that exterior grid door or not. Interesting. Hang on, Nick. We're going to, uh, Luke, uh, we're going to take a, a quick uh, break. Luke Panic is with us, filling in for Andy Lindis uh, today. If you have uh, any, kind, any kind of a home improvement question, whether it be uh, uh, about decks or porches or any home improvement project, give us a call or send a text. Just one number will get you either a phone call or a text for Luke at uh, 651 
651-461-9226. Again, 651-461-9226. Right now in the Twin Cities, uh, looking at the forecast, we've gone up one degree in the last hour. Uh, 28 is the current heading, uh, heading for Let's see, 36 today and for your Sunday tomorrow around 39. But right now, 28 from News Talk 830. This is WCCO. Good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show presented by Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. You want to get in touch with those good folks? 844-9-LINDUS is the number to do that, and we'll remind you that uh, later on. This morning, Andy is taking the day off. Our friend Luke Panic, the deck and porch specialist with Linda's Construction, is answering any kind of a home improvement question you might have. It doesn't have to be about decks or porches. Any kind of home improvement question we welcome at 651-461-9226. Let's see. uh, Luke, a text came in earlier this morning. And I saved it for you here, and we'll get along with some others as well. Uh, This uh, person says, I have a Trex deck with vertical spindles attached to a Trex skirt board, which is attached to the green-treated rim joist. Uh, The railings have uh, bowed out, which leave a gap allowing debris to collect between the skirt board and the rim joist. Will that start to rot the rim joist? The joists are about five feet above ground, so our otherwise dry, the deck was built in 2012. Thank you for your answer. Well, this is a, this is a great topic, and I talk with people about this commonly. Um, what happens, and what's happened here, is that um, the, the, the outside rim is a treated, probably a 2 by 10 and it's shrunk a little bit. And when it shrinks, as the moisture leaves that treated wood, it shrinks and that composite Trex skirt board that's screwed onto the outside of it doesn't shrink near as much. So when it when something when they when they shrink at different rates, the outside board there, that Trex board, is buckling and, and creating a cavity for debris to, to to get caught in. That's why it happened. Now, when the debris gets in there, and what's going to happen is going to sit on top of that wood, and it's going to stay damp and wet, and that organic material is going to sit there. Will it cause it to rot? Yes, over a long, long period of time, it will cause the top of that uh, that joist to get soft. It will not compromise the structural integrity of the joist, however, for you know maybe 20, 30 years. So it's not something to be concerned about structurally, but it will decay the top of that board. Just the top, maybe quarter inch, will get soft. We see that when we take off these composite materials to replace decks like this. We find the tops of the joists have been weaken a little bit when organic material sits on them for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. So it's a pretty common thing to have happen, and that's what causes it. All right. Thanks for the question. Again, if you have, it could be deck, can be anything. 651-461-9226. Any kind of a home improvement question for Luke Panic. 651-461-9226. Do people, are people at all uh, wanting to put any kind of uh, uh, special exotic wood on their decks? Rarely, occasionally. Um, I have, I think last year we did a deck out of Epay. Somebody wanted some Epay, otherwise known as tiger wood or ironwood. Um, That's a a request from time to time. Pretty much we steer people away from um, cedar because it's so delicate. Um, 
if any sort of treated decking, we would use the kiln-dried wood treated decking. So just for the reasons I just spoke of, it, it doesn't shrink and crack as, as bad. But for the most part, the the cost of wood is at a near equal to, or quality wood is, the, the kiln-dried wood is at the near cost of basic entry uh, composite. So usually that's just a better choice is to use a composite. All right. I'm looking at some other text messages. So what type of windows? Oh, you've got a big uh, topic here. What kind of windows would Lindis recommend to be put in a four-season porch? Well, you've got a lot of choices well, there. Yeah, I, I think the best choice you know that we offer is the Marvin Infinity uh, window. They're structurally the most sound window you can get for the, the way that they're built and the efficiency of their glass. I think they're the best. So that would be my recommendation for a four-season porch. The glass is, you know, typically people want a lot of glass in a four-season porch, which typically means bigger windows. Bigger the window, the more important uh, the frame of the window becomes, and that's where you want to look at the detail of the window. The better, the heavier and stronger duty that that frame is, that'll handle the large panes of glass, the casements or sliders or whatever kind of windows they are, the, the, the more important it becomes, the larger the window. So long and short of it, what I mean by that is it's not a great place to put a vinyl window because vinyl windows aren't structurally near as strong as, a, as like the Infinity uh, uh, fiberglass window. Yeah, those Infinities are great, great window. Let's grab a phone call, Luke. Uh, Tim is uh, calling in from uh, Woodbury this morning. Tim, you're on CCO with Luke. What is your question, please? Yeah, thanks. I have a cedar deck, about 14 years old, uh, <clears throat> walkout house, so it goes from the main level down. And the stairs at the bottom, I noticed this past year, they've probably settled a little bit. We got uh, river rock around the bottom. But anyway, they've settled down, and they're rotting from uh, the moisture about the bottom inch. And the rest looks real good. I'm just wondering, can a guy kind of pull away the rock, maybe just horizontally uh, cut off that bottom inch and then just put, have it sitting on maybe some like a concrete patio box or, or block, I mean, and some other structure, or what would you advise? Well, let me ask you, Tim, uh, what is rotting? Is it the cedar Is it the cedar treads or the cedar risers, or is it actually the, the treated stair stringers that are resting on the ground that are rotting? Well, it's the bottom of the stair stringer and then kind of the front board below the bottom step, the things that are resting on the ground, you might say. Okay. Yeah. So I think what you could probably do, um, see, typically stairs just rest on the ground. So there is some tolerance for them to um, move with the frost. So a lot, you could, uh, it's very possible you could lift this staircase up a little bit, prop it up off the ground to where you can pull the material out. You can uh, you could use an orbital saw or something to um, trim off the rotted the rotted material under there, and then and then set that set all of those stringers back down on like a treated uh, two by twelve to get your height back, and set that on the ground. Something that uh, you can buy treated wood that's meant for ground contact. So. You can set that down, set it back down on that treated uh, slab just so that the joists have something flat to sit on all the way across that's that's new wood, and then put your rock back up against that. And I think that sounds like a reasonable repair. If those stringers aren't too rotted too far up, I, I think you could do that. Okay, thank you very much. 
All right, very good. Thanks for the call. And we leave that line open if you want to call in your home improvement question or send a text. Either way, 651-461-9226. If you're just joining us, Luke Panic filling in for Andy Lindis, who's taking the day off today. Uh, And it's your day, especially, as I said, we'll take any home improvement question, but especially if you have questions about a deck, decking, maintenance, things like that, porches, uh, and again, any other kind of home improvement question, we welcome yours. 651-461-9226. Luke, we'll t- take a quick break here, have a look at that uh, forecast, see what we're expecting not only the rest of the weekend, but this coming week as well. And then more home improvement talk on News Talk 830 WCCO. Good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show this morning. Filling in for Andy Lindis is our deck and port specialist from Lindis, Luke Panic, fielding any kind of a home improvement question you may have, especially if you've got a deck question on your mind or a porch question. By all means, we welcome yours at 651-461-9226. Uh, Lucas, here's uh, one, uh, speaking of decks, and I'm sure you see this often or hear about it, the nails on my deck floor are rising up, and I am seeing uneven planks. Does the whole floor need to be replaced, do you think? Well, that's really hard to say without looking at it. But this is I was at a deck up in northern or on Bone Lake um, yesterday. Same thing. And this was a Trex deck that was nailed down with an, with an air nailer back in the early 2000s. And the heads of the nails... We're starting to stick up a little bit. So uh, it can be tough, but with a good set of knee pads and a nail set, you can go around and, and drive those nails back in. Um, oftentimes, it's not necessarily that the nail is actually working up. It's that the material has shrunk a little bit. So once that nail once was seated, now it's not, and it doesn't take too much. So I can't say whether or not it has to be replaced if you're seeing unevenness of the of the deck boards kind of having a roller coaster look when you look down the edge of the deck, oftentimes that's just the movement of the joists. The joists have changed in shape due to expansion and contraction and changes in humidity and temperature so that the decking just stays and follows those joists as they've moved. So it may not be that the decking is a problem. It's just moved. That's it. Well, Luke, as you know, we haven't, uh, at least not in our backyard, have uh, had much uh, uh, opportunity, if that's the word, to shovel snow off my deck. But certainly in years past, I've felt, you know, like a lot of folks, you start moving that uh, shovel across and suddenly it hooks on a a, a screw or a nail and it's like, oh, come on. Uh, What's what's going on with newer decks, those low-maintenance decks? Uh, Can can you get away from that, uh, that problem? Yeah, most, in fact, all of the manufacturers that we use, um, depending on what the customer picks, if we use a millboard deck, um, those are stainless, those are, uh, are fastened with a smaller screw called a trim head screw, which is just, a, just a, it's a, a smaller head on it. And what we do is we screw that into the board and it sinks down into the board about a quarter of an inch, so well below the surface, and then that heals back over so the screw disappears. 
that system is great. Obviously, you're never ever going to uh, see a screw uh, because the board won't shrink. That type of board. The, when we use Azac or any of the other types of uh, maybe a TimberTech product, um, we usually do the core lock system. Where that core lock, uh, we basically take out a bit of the material like a pilot hole, and the screw goes in down again about a good uh, quarter inch below the surface, and then we put a plug back in that is color matched. So it sits flush and it, it can't come out. The other way is with a groove board, and you put down the, the boards that have grooves on each side, and you install it with a clip, and the clip gets screwed down, and it, the clip grabs the edge of the board and pulls it down tight. So all three of those situations uh, avoid uh, having your shovel uh, hit a screw, which is, I, I hear you because I have a, my deck is KDAT wood and I'm hitting a screw once in a while last year. This year, of course, we haven't had that happen, but it's pretty frustrating. It'll wreck a shovel in a hurry. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Among other things. Yep. Uh, Among other things. I, uh, I, I was going to ask you uh, about uh, people calling Lindis over the last, let's say, three, four months or so, listeners that want Lindis to build them a deck or at least come out and give an, uh, give an estimate. Did you have a pretty uh, fall, a busy fall and a lot of requests for decks since you and I talked? Yeah, yeah we have. Um, we have a lot of uh, people interested in decks. There's four of us that go out and meet with people and talk about decks and designs and ideas. Um, it was a, a busy fall. We, our deck crews are on the sidelines right now, waiting until spring to to come so we can get back out there. There's st- even though there's no snow, there's still frost in the ground. Not a lot, but um, we're uh, kind of resting and getting ready for a big spring. I don't want to set you up here uh, because you and I haven't talked before the show. But uh, if if someone still wants a deck, uh, are they pushing their luck because they haven't uh, spoken to Lindis yet? This year, to no, get it done? No, not at all. No, yeah, we have no trouble. We've got plenty of uh, plenty of opportunity for decks in our schedule um, right now. We're we're looking at probably, um, you know, May June uh, for a deck install. If somebody wow. orders a deck now, so we're we're uh, we're ready to go. We've tooled up. We're ready to go. Boy, it's not like the old days. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, I'm looking at another text, uh, Luke. Good morning. This one says, "I need." To put a ramp on my deck, I need to make it 46 feet long. My deck is a wooden deck. Is wood the best material for the ramp, or is there something better for that to, to, to make that ramp? What do you think? Uh, I definitely think there's something better than wood for this ramp. Um, and I'm not sure where you get these, but when you build a ramp, if it's for a wheelchair access, handicap access, something like that, to build it out of wood is a monstrous process, and it ends up being just a huge deck that ends up being just a long ramp with a lot of footings. They make aluminum ramp systems that um, are adjust. You can adjust the, the legs, um, you know, similar to how a, you adjust the legs of a dock in a lake, uh, and they make these ramp systems for decks that, you know, they're aluminum, so they're lightweight. They just sit on the ground. Those are a far better uh, system than building a permanent structure out of the wood deck. No question. Well, again, uh, if anybody is interested in uh, not only decks or porches, but any home improvement, maybe you want new windows or new siding or those great leaf guard gutters, uh, roofing, you name it, uh, 8449 Lindus. Just give them a call this coming week. 
And uh, keep in mind that whatever project you have in mind and you call Lindis for that estimate, it's free. So that first visit is always free, which is a good deal. So keep that in mind. Um, Texter says this. By the way, let me give uh, our number for either a phone call or text, 651-461-9226. Good morning. This says, are there alternatives to digging footings for decks for stabilization? Yeah, um, we we don't dig footings very often anymore. We use the helical screws um, that screw into the ground. Um, we've got a, a, a neat little machine called a Toro Dingo that has a, a special, special auger head on it that screws these uh, into the ground and gives us the best footing you can get. You can also, a homeowner could put in a diamond pier. That's a, a kind of a user-friendly footing that is different than putting in a concrete footing. We've talked about that before. It's like pounding a tripod into the ground um, over a, through a concrete uh, diamond that's at the top. And so those are those are footings that you can buy at the lumber yard and, and install yourself as well. And probably the last thing I would do would be a, a cylindrical concrete footing of old. Uh, those seem to have uh, n- the most failure rate of all types of footings in the state of Minnesota, the cylindrical concrete footing. So that would be my third choice if I had to do a footing. So good, good question. But you, you, you rarely, if at all, use those concrete, uh, those tubes, if you can help right. it. That's right. Yeah. Rarely. All right. Uh, another text says this. Uh, I have a huge ash tree in the backyard which needs to be cut down. The deck... I want will need footings where large roots remain. Here's another footings question. Will I have problems using diamond pier footings that you mentioned? Possibly. Um, you know, the, there's no magic when it comes to driving those pins in. If you hit the center of a tree root, um, you're going to, you're going to, you know, it is what it is. Uh, what I've done and, and hopefully the nice thing about the diamond piers is that if you, you start, you jackhammer these pins in, if you hit a root, you can pull that pin back out with, with a big pipe wrench, basically a giant plumber's pipe wrench is spinning around and you can pull it out. And then you can spin that diamond uh, at the top a couple degrees, and then all of your pins will be going in a different hole, a different direction. And hopefully, you you know, you can turn it until you can get all those pins through when you've missed them miss those tree roots. So it's a it's a challenge, and if it's too close to an old tree stump, you may have to have the stump removed. But um, a lot of times, just by repositioning and spinning that head, you can get the pins to go through without any trouble. Again, uh, if you're just joining us, Luke Panic filling in. Are the deck and port specialist at Lindis filling in for uh, for Andy Lindis this morning? Uh, let's grab a phone call, Luke. I think uh, let's see, Jerry. Jerry's calling in from Shoreview. Jerry, thank you. What is your question for Luke? Well, I have a uh, Trex deck that was built in 2012, and, uh, you know, the green-treated joists, and the railing is bowed out, and so dirt and stuff gets down between the skirt board and the joist. And I was wondering, uh, you know, the joists are about five feet off the ground, so they're never in water except for the mud and stuff that builds up between the skirt board and the joist. And I'm wondering what are the what are the problems there that might uh, be caused by that? Is, is the, is the uh, joist going to rot? 
You know, I think we talked about this earlier. Um, just the top of that joist will decay. It's not going to structurally compromise the joist, so not for a long time. So just uh, it's good if you can get it out of there, but if you can't, no, it's not going to. You're not going to all of a sudden have a rotten joist. The, the treated wood is designed to to handle that. It'll just decay the very top of it, maybe the top quarter inch. Okay. All right. I hope that helped. Thanks for the call, uh, Jerry. Um, another listener, and I understand this because you and I have talked about this uh, for, for over the years, but uh, a listener is not familiar with this. Well, it's misspelled, but I'll say it. It's that diamond pier footing you're talking about. They want you, and I granted this is radio. Would you explain it? How, If you can kind of paint us a picture of what, what that looks like and how you install it. Yeah, so the, the 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 image that I can paint for your mind is imagine a camera on a tripod. And instead of the camera being a camera, that camera that would be a, a, a concrete um, a concrete diamond that's about a little bit bigger than a than a bowling ball and it has it has pre mortised holes in it at an angle so that the pins can be bigger than a than a bowling ball and it has it has pre-mortised holes in it at an angle so that the pins can be pounded through that concrete and into the ground. So when you basically you start with this concrete diamond, you position it, you, you dig out a little bit of dirt, and you get the bottom of the diamond kind of positioned where you want the footing. And then you bring those, those pins in, which are just inch and a quarter galvanized pipes that put a cap on the end of it that has a point on it and to get it started. You go through these holes, through the camera basically, and drive them down into the ground. Now, you can do it by hand with a sledgehammer, which is a, a really good workout, or you can use an actual jackhammer that will drive them into the ground. So um, we, we have electric ones that we just plug in and it, there's a little fitting that comes that drives the pin into the ground, and you just go around. And there's typically four pins that go all the way around, and there's the hole. So there's holes for four of them, and you go kind of work them or you get them all started, and then you slowly you drive each pin in six inches at a time and keep going around and around. And then you get your buddy down there on the ground, and what he does is he kind of holds that. He's got a level on that top of that diamond, and he holds it nice and level, and you kind of just keep holding it level as you drive it down, and and it. It may sound complicated, but it's really not. It, it just works. You just drive these pins down, and once all the pins are all the way in tight to the ground, that tripod went from being above ground to in the ground, and you've got yourself a footing. Yeah, and physics does the rest. Okay. Physics does the rest. Yeah. All right. Hang on, uh, Luke. We're going to take a, a break here, a quick one. We'll come back, and we'll get some more questions answered that have come in. 651-461-9226. Luke Panikin for Andy Lindis here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Yes, use that number for either a phone call or a text message to Luke Panic, the deck and port specialist with Linda's Construction here on our Home Improvement Show. Any kind of home improvement question, Luke will field, not just uh, decks and porches, for sure. Obviously, a huge interest, though, as always, uh, Luke, in the decks and decking. Here's a different one, though, and I don't know if you'll have an, uh, an observation on this or a comment or not, but I'll just throw it at you and see what happens. Uh, this listener said, we just found out that the foundation on our 20-year-old house is crumbling. We were told it's due to certain companies making inferior concrete blocks back in the two early 2000s. 
Now, this particular company they're talking to is telling them that they will put concrete around the foundation, and then they will put a barrier over that. And their question to you is, if you have an opinion, does this sound correct? Well, that is, that's interesting. Um, I, I have seen basements over time, concrete block basements fail. They start to crumble, not to the point where they had to be replaced, but I have seen that before. Um, I've never heard of putting concrete around it uh, because I don't understand how, you know, your exterior wall is currently resting on that existing block wall. So going around it uh, might protect it, uh, but I don't know how you transfer the weight from the house to that new wall. Um, so I, I don't, I don't understand what's going on there. I can't, I can't speak on it, Danny. Well, no, I understand that. And I, as I was reading this, uh, I'm thinking, you know who they should call and who I would call is, uh, our friend Jesse Treble with Safe Basements, safebasements.com. He knows his stuff and will give you good answers. He would know exactly, I'm sure he would know exactly, uh, what to do. So if that the particular listener is listening now. Get on uh, the web and check out uh, that CCLN company we told you about. Jesse's been on the show for many, many times. Safebasements.com. And you tell him you heard us talking about him here on CCO and give him, give him your, uh, your question that you pose for us. I know Jesse would have an answer. In the meantime, Luke Panic, question for you. Could you discuss the different railing systems on decks. You said it hasn't changed too much over the years. You know, it hasn't. And what really what's changed is back, you know, 20 years ago when they started making materials that were synthetic, you had basically three choices. You had a vinyl rail, which you could buy prefabricated or custom fabricated, meaning they made it to fit, which I used to be involved with. You had metal railings, so uh, typically aluminum or old-school iron. And then you had the combination of the two, which is to take some composite building materials and use those as rails and then use metal balusters or wood rails and use metal balusters. That hybrid system is the most unsuccessful technology in the deck division. Uh, the combination of metal balusters drilled into composite materials or wood materials uh, fails regularly, and I still see people do it. Unfortunately, that is not going to last very long. It just doesn't handle the expansion and contraction when you drill all those holes in the wood. So the, pretty much what I show people or advise to people is, um, number one, systems that are welded, so a rail system that comes completely welded, Prior to install, it comes in a welded panel instead of loose pieces in a box. Those are the best because they're structurally more sound. They don't wiggle or jiggle over time. Second best would be to use systems that are like that, that would come in aluminum rail systems or that you assemble or metal rail systems. I just like people to stay away from when they use a combination of the two. When you have a composite top and bottom rail and then you have metal balusters as a formula for disaster. When the rails warp and the balusters fall out and you have to replace the whole system. So other than that, that's that's the story on railing. The other thing I'll say is color is a huge 
factor when it comes to railing. If you want to be able to see through your railing, you want to get a dark railing, a black railing, or a dark bronze. If you want your railing to be seen and you don't want to be able to see through the railing, you want to get a white or a light solid color. That'll provide you with privacy and your railing will glow and be seen from the distance. So those are the two things to think about with railing. All right. Last couple of minutes, two, three minutes of the show, uh, Luke. Uh, let's uh, see if we can't get some more help here. Texter says, hello, I'm going to have my roof replaced. Some of the plywood sheeting is soft and flexing. One company recommends replacing the plywood, while another company recommends installing 716th OSB over the whole roof. What do you recommend? That would depend. Um, we, we would typically uh, just replace the sheets that need to be replaced. Uh, you wouldn't have to, you know, you wouldn't have to go over the whole roof. If, if there is, so say this is a roof that was built in the 40s and it's got deck planks or wood planks up there, pine boards. Then instead of replacing pine boards, it needs a it needs a plywood surface over the whole roof anyway. Most manufacturers won't warranty the roof if you don't have a plywood surface because the nails need to hit something. And if you just have boards up there, the nail can hit between the board and not hold the shingle down. So, if you're doing an overlay over old boards, putting a, a seven sixteenths or even a three eighth sheeting over the top of the whole roof is fine. But if it has plywood now, it just makes sense to replace the plywood that's bad it's unlikely that the entire roof needs to be redecked. But we'd have to, you know, I'd have to look at it, obviously. When there's condensation and moldy plywood, sometimes the entire roof does need to be replaced. So it just depends on the condition of the attic. Yeah, and again, as I said earlier, Luke, uh, whether you want a deck or if you want uh, a new roof and you want some maybe insulation, uh, just to give uh, Lindis a call, as I said, at that first visit, uh, that estimate is free, absolutely free. Uh, that holds uh, true for decks as well, right? Absolutely. We come out and spend some time and talk about decks, and, you know, once in a while I'll ask for a cup of coffee, but that's all it might cost you. Well, you don't twist anybody's arm. I'm sure they're polite enough no. to, to make sure they are. You. Now, would you like cream or sugar with that at all? Just in case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, All right. It's a good time. You, you know, Danny, one thing people need to pay attention to, uh, the temperatures are finally starting to turn cold. I'm looking at my temperature right now. It's 28 yeah. degrees. And and yeah. we've had this high relative humidity and low temperature for many months. And so yeah. a lot of humidity are in people's attics. When this temperature drops, it gets cold. People need to stick their head in their attics and look for frost because that's, the, that's a major concern oh, I have right now in a lot of attics. That's a good tip, and uh, we'll uh, we'll leave it at that. We've got to run. Luke, always a pleasure. Thanks. Have a good week, and I know we will talk soon. Thanks, Denny. Take care. You betcha. Luke Panic, Deck and Port Specialist with Linda's Construction. Enjoy the day. We look for maybe highs around 36 today, around 39 degrees tomorrow. Right now we have an overcast sky, and our current CCO temperature reading at 20, uh, 28 degrees now. Enjoy the day. Denny Long thanking you for your company. Thanks, Dennis.